This is the life of Boba Bobo. This is the life of Boba Bobo. This is the life of Boba Bobo. Here Hello, fans of Cinenauts 70 millimeter tape deck films, musicals, mm. love, mm. everything positive in your Truth. life. Honesty. The Cinenauts. Mm-hmm. And famous artist, co-host of 70 Millimeter, Danny Haas. Oh, <laughs> we watched a little film called Tick, Tick, Boom a couple weeks ago, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, based off the uh, seminal mm. bio-rock musical by the great Jonathan Larson, who uh, went on to do Rant. And the four of us had such a moment with this film <laughs> <laughs> that DM started flying around. Actually, DMs without catcher. If we're yeah. gonna be it's true. Honest. It's true. <laughs> I, I was just—I I was just off on my own place, having a great time, yeah. n- not realizing all of this stuff was going on, and then watching I was, pain or gain. Right. Yes. Well, I was trying to hide my thoughts and feelings, and yeah. trying to be like smooth about it, and be like, "Surprise, guys! I watched it and I loved it." And then I was demanded mm-hmm. to be told what how I felt, so that I could pass yeah. the. The acceptance into being yeah. on the show. Yeah, the gatekeep. The gatekeep, gatekeep. yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, we decided we just had to go ahead and do another <laughs> one of these on decks just to get our feelings out about this film. Because you know what? Mm-hmm. It's not a totally safe space out there. That's, this is what we've come to <laughs> when discussing this it's film. True. And so we needed the purest of pure hearts within our group of podcasters. And this is who we assembled <laughs> uh, to answer the question, what does it take to start a revolution. Oh. Mm. All right. We're here to answer that. Uh, Tick, Tick, Boom came out on Netflix a couple weeks ago, starring Andrew Garfield. My God. Mm. Alexand- Alexandra Ship, Robin de Jesus, or de Jesus. I'm not going to assume which one it is. Vanessa Hudgens, Joshua Henry, a slew of other characters, Bradley Whitford, uh, to tell this biopic rock musical uh, that the great Jonathan Larson wrote. Uh, before his seminal piece Rent, and of course before he uh, unfortunately passed away, the opening night of uh, of Rent, and there's a lot to talk about this movie, so a lot much. of positive things. Um, mm-hmm. But I am actually curious because I'm I'm well aware of Boom's love of not only Jonathan Larson, but of also Rent. Listeners of Cinnanauts have heard us talk about this time and time again, on and on, uh, on and on. Uh, so, so Danny, what are your what's your relationship with <sighs> with Rent, Jonathan mm-hmm. Larson, Tick Tick Boom? musicals etc uh my history with jonathan larson is <clears throat> nothing i've only seen uh the christopher Oof. columbus um actual shit show the movie rent um <laughs> 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 uh, which i think completely turned me off to a lot of uh i think it turned me off to rent period um other than that i'm a massive hamilton fan mm-hmm. i love theater Big Disney guy, um, for those who don't know, also. A big Disney fan of musicals. Uh, I just love them. So um, Tick, Tick, Boom was a surprise to me. I hadn't even heard. I uh, didn't know this existed beforehand. Um, I didn't know Jonathan Larson's mm. story either. Uh, outside of just creating Rent, um, I didn't know that he didn't live to see the first showing of it. Um, not only that died like hours beforehand, which is insane to me. So uh, that's about it. 
That's all. Mm. This was all new to me. Mm. And did Casey want to watch this with you, or you guys just kind of put it on? <laughs> it was funny because um, I went to play Xbox one night, and she's like, "Have you heard about Tick Tick Boom?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it seems cool." And so I love Andrew Garfield. Sure, I mean a lot of those. I just want to. If you want to watch it, just go ahead and watch it. So she watched it without me and was kind of like, um, you need to see this. So the next night we mm-hmm. watched it together uh, and we both had very mm-hmm. similar experiences watching this movie, which is, um, which is interesting. Thank you, Casey. Catcher, what about you? Um, mm. No, like, pro- like Rent was like, I knew it existed. I knew very little about it. I didn't know who the name of the person responsible for making it. I just like it just was a thing I my mom had ran a drama school when I was younger so I spent a lot of time around like musical people uh, and I saw a lot of like musicals growing up um, but was never like a genre I particularly liked or enjoyed Um, but because of you guys I've been like opening myself up to it a little bit more and yeah and the other day, you're supposed to say you're welcome. Don't think yeah, that you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, I lost my train of thought. No, basically, like I, because of you guys, I've been opening myself up to it. And the other day, we were talking musicals came up, and I, I described musicals as like you know expressing your idea through song, like the emotional parts of the storytelling through song as a bad mm-hmm. way. And I was like, why do I think no. of it as a bad way? It's that's such a, mm-hmm. a, a pure mm-hmm. way of expressing an emotion. So I've been like on this, like, okay, maybe I need to open myself up to it. So I put it on because of you guys and I wanted to surprise you. And also I wanted to get in the mix a bit, but also hearing Lin-Manuel Miranda and Andrew Garfield describe their energy in the, during mm-hmm. the, like the making of this um, mm-hmm. and just the passion they have. For um, Larson, right? Is that his? That's right. Jonathan yeah. Larson. Jonathan wow. Larson. Learn the I know. name. Or else I know. You're Jonathan done. Larson. I know. I'm trying my best <laughs> not to get kicked off this show live. Um, <laughs> but just their passion for him and uh, was infectious. Mm-hmm. And so I was like really excited mm-hmm. to put this on, not knowing what I'd get. And just to cut to the chase, I was like totally blown away mm. by this. Like, just energize it's just super energizing for one the storytelling Mm -hmm. is incredible the way he balances these sort of like different things going on and different levels happening um the music is great it's fun it's not like it's well integrated and i just had it just told i just really made me feel a lot of different emotions Mm -hmm. um so yeah i loved it uh for me and I, I wrote about this. I like as a young theater kid, high school, I loved, loved rent, mm. loved tick, tick, boom. Um, but I had never seen tick, tick, boom. I had just had like the original Broadway cast recording. And if you've ever listened to it, it's like kind of not very good. Like mm. the quality is pretty bad, yeah. but you get a sense of the songs Like you can hear how good the songs are, but like, it's just not well produced. It's like a guitar, a drum, a bass, and like really minimal um, and as you can tell by watching the movie, the songs almost like don't really make sense without any sort of context. So mm. I actually didn't know like really what the show was about. Mm. Um, and, but you know, it was like wildly important to me. Like I wrote that tick, tick, boom and rant and Jonathan Garfield, like changed, like how I like viewed music and art and stuff like that mm. in high school. So, um, 
I was very excited to watch this movie and um it like delivered in in basically every way. way. Mm-hmm. For a movie musical that is like hard to do and I think we'll talk about it later catcher tapped on it like they uh Lin Manuel Miranda I think directed it really cleverly mm-hmm. and like how it was part stage show part like you know monologue and then part um like dramatizations I th- I thought it was all very clever but it it just hit everything for me. Uh boom, what about you? Yeah, like obviously one of the one of the like first things Ian and I bonded over were just being absolute rent heads. I'm the same as Ian. Like I got into rent when I was like young and I was obsessed with it. Um, I just feel not to sound super cheesy, but I feel like it's just like given me so many gifts in my life. And I think at the time mm. that I was like first exposed to it, it kind of like get, like the way it was written and the way certain things were expressed kind of gave me this like gift of sight that I like didn't necessarily have like the language or ability to process and express like in my own way. Cause I was like 15. Um, and then just becoming like obsessed with Jonathan Larson's story because obviously it's just so heartbreaking um but also like beautiful in a way like obviously he died Mm -hmm, too mm -hmm. young but I just remember being like 15 and thinking like wow the fact that he was like working on this musical um for like or he sorry just like working on tick tick boom working on rent for so many years rent being like his seminal piece of work and like that outpouring that it took and for him to kind of see it through to the very end and then just be like okay like I've done it and and then left the earth mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> it was it was just a it was just a wild story to me and I just like really kind of got wrapped up in it and I've carried Jonathan Larson like as a personal hero since I was like a teenager, wow. right? So th- mm. this moment is like huge mm. because it's just like a people get to learn who he was if they don't know um in such an exciting way and also like the idea that it gets to be done through like his own piece mm-hmm. of work and his own words and like mm. his own perception of like what his life is was um is freaking awesome like yeah. i you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah. it's like mm-hmm. the eight and a half yeah. of musicals <laughs> yeah oh wow yeah that's very true yeah it's, it's yeah. a big big moment for theater kids big yeah. big I, yeah there was a in, there was like a tweet flying around that like tick tick boom is like a musical kids end game yeah <laughs> it is. like it's just like culmination for all these oh things that people never thought they'd see on screen yeah. and, and they did it really well uh Danny, um, so you actually got this whole train running. Yeah. You DM me. Yeah. And I was like, we need to talk about this movie. So I'd love to know, like, why, like, what, what is it? Mm. So I would say, I know this sounds very uh, odd for a white male in America that uh, uh, <laughs> to say, like, I felt <laughs> like this was the first time I saw myself actually represented on screen in uh jonathan's life Mm -hmm. and in the way he works uh and the struggles he has as an artist um and i had probably got halfway through this movie and was probably like having the biggest existential crisis of my life (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i turned 40 next year he was turning 30 i turned 40 next year and as 
a professional artist, there is the the struggle what he went through with art, you know, for jingles or for um, begging mm. for that job back uh, because he the stuff you're working on wasn't good enough. So um, mm. I'm just sitting here like <laughs> if if Casey looked <laughs> over at me, she would have seen someone that looked like they were watching a horror film, like. I watched this guy's <laughs> life just, I mean, the ups and the downs, and I'm, I'm just a mess watching this film. And it's performed by Andrew so well that I was just believing mm-hmm. every word, every performance coming out of his mouth. And I just felt this, uh, I uh, started questioning everything about what am I doing now, what I've done uh, what I'm going to be doing in the future, it's like I don't have the luxuries, um, not luxuries, I don't know. I don't have the freedom that Jonathan has. Like I have four kids, I have wife, I just can't let my power go out, <laughs> you know? So I'm watching him have to choose between the, you know, the work that he does. I just, I was just not okay finishing this movie. I got off and I oh. went to go play Xbox with uh slim and i told him i was like i don't even know if i'm able to play with you right now i'm a mess like i <laughs> oh. might have to turn the xbox off and go back to bed in the fetal position uh so this is really weird because i don't think i could ever actually say a movie actually affected my life the way this one has um and i've probably watched mm-hmm. it wow. three times now the music is just sticking with me and it's a lot it's a lot to think about and it's it's not only opened my eyes to like the why am i doing this but like what am i out to accomplish as an artist like i'm asking these questions now that i feel like i should have asked 15 years ago um but here i am all i have is mm-hmm. now so i can't really have the past to change etc so I how very I know, rent of you. <laughs> I know I have connected to this with a way I was not expecting to, and I don't expect mm. everyone else to have this experience. I've seen reviews coming all in over the place, uh, and even yeah. got to me to the point where I feel like I've said this my whole life. I don't regret much about high school. I'm now I'm having like major regrets. Uh, with my love of theater and not choosing to do that in high school and choosing sports mm. over it because it's uh, what my parents wanted me to do. There's no future in me in sports. I'm a short white guy <laughs> who is not making in professional athletics. Why was I wasting my time in sports when, when I could have been building sets in the theater department or mm. not, yeah. not even talking about like performing, just being in that uh, world like, that's where I would have rather have been because then there could have been like, there's just so much going on in my head right now that is like changing me. Something that I think you, you touched on is that obviously films dealing with like existential dread is not a unique Mm -hmm. like topic of film, but I think tick, tick, boom is very unique because even though it ends in tragedy, the whole thing is about like a positive Mm -hmm. existential experience almost. Mm -hmm. Does, Does that make sense? Like, you know, yeah. It, yeah. it's it's not saying you could easily take the story and be like, oh, if only X, Y, Z things had happened, you know, but it's instead it's like he did these things and he he finished this thing and 
you know, yeah, he passed away, but that's not mm-hmm. the point of the movie. The point of the movie is that it was made. It's not that he didn't get to see it through. Right. I mean, well, he saw Tick the Boom through, but you know what I mean? Like he didn't get to see his fame through. He, the point is that it happened, um, which I think is pretty unique for a story like this or, you know, any sort of these existential moment sort of based films. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Catcher, uh, as the Synonauts artist in residence, uh, did you have sev- similar uh, feelings about the way uh, Garfield, Lemonwell, and Larson sort of portrayed uh, art and how one pursues it on screen? I mean, yeah. I mean, Danny said a lot of things that I myself have thought about for like mm. years, like ever since I was even in high school, like what kind of work do I want to do? Is it going to be worth it? I I had had sort of the opposite problem, Danny, which was like, I, all mm. I thought about was this. And then it constantly has through my whole life sort of done the slowed me from really trying to go for it because it's always like, is it worth it? Do, can I do it? And I've like slowly trudged through and like really had to push myself to find that thing. And, and, um, the why and what, what I do, what do I do it for? Mm-hmm. And what should I do? And what projects do I choose? Or what do I try? To, and it's, and the, the thing that I sort of came to was like a few years ago was like, I have to do the thing that I feel the most passionate about. And if I don't feel passionate about it, mm. then I can't work mm. on it. Mm-hmm. And that's meant not succeeding in certain places that I think I could succeed in. Like, but it's meant that the stuff that I've worked on has been fun and enjoyable. And like, what I love about this is it's not like you have to give everything up mm. to pursue the things to feel fulfilled, but you mm-hmm. have to do the things that fulfill you. And so it's like for Jonathan Larson, it is to just do this. It is to do this work. He can't do anything but do this. And, and that's not the case for everyone. And like, I love mm-hmm. that you get this other side of his friend, Michael, who's like, there's another, he's making different choices for, and they're all valid and they're all good yeah. and they're all for a reason. And it's like, and every yeah. person has to do life the way that is best for them. And I think that's what's so cool about this movie is it just explores yeah. that in such an honest and understandable way, especially like for me or like Danny or anyone, like yeah. everyone is an mm-hmm. artist, no matter what you do. Like if you mm-hmm. do it well, then you do it with intention and passion. It is an art. So even if it's not creating music or whatever, so what you said catcher i mean again i i i just told them i just mm. rewatched the louder than words scene before this just to like get myself mm-hmm. hyped up again and speaking of like <laughs> a fuck you andrew garfield like really you just like so have good. to be able to sing and like play piano too like you're such an asshole just like Dude. do one thing badly I, I would love i would love for you to do like one thing badly uh but during that scene catcher talked about his friends and like all the people in the audience are watching him perform this this you know key the peak moment the the finale song of the show and the way it cuts between him singing and like looking at people looking at him Mm. and all the various people in his life who whether or not they fully supported him kind of supported him you know um they're all giving him different reactions and like watching andrew garfield he the way he liked he kind of tears up at at one point as well and the way he's smiling at people like is just so pure yeah and i think captures what capture was saying about like how yeah his guy his friend you know didn't want to pursue musicals and he went to do advertising it's like mm-hmm. good for him and but they're not fighting really you know they may have like seed like life is gonna be a little different for them but 
in that moment, they both knew they were doing what they should be doing, you know? Mm. And there's like this connection there that I think is captured so mm. well. Uh, and I don't know, it was, it's just like such a beautiful little scene um, that again, like I said, listening to the stage play mm. to the Broadway recording my whole life, I didn't really get that context mm-hmm. of like how that all played out. Um, and it, it was just so cool. That's sorry. Just quickly. I just think that's, what's so great about this movie is it really leverages what a film is to enhance mm. what I can only assume is great about the one, like the, the stage performance, which is just mm. like, it's filling it out. It's giving you the context that like you, you can get from a one person show, but it's like, it's a film. So how do you do that? And the way that he manages to fold that in together is, is, is like near flawless. Like it's incredible. Boom. What were some moments for you? Oh my gosh. That- Everything. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're gonna steal the seventy millimeter format mm-hmm. a little bit. Steal I just it. decided that right now. <laughs> just, 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 it works. Just, Danny's here, so we're allowed to. Exactly. Um, I mean, all, let's just talk about favorite moments. I mean, so like, it's cool what Katra just said about kind of like you know being able to like elevate a source material, which I think doesn't always happen when you're going from stage to film. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and with this. I was a little apprehensive because I just didn't know what it was going to be. I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, this looks amazing. But I was concerned that they were going to like turn his narrative into a white savior, Mm -hmm. which Mm. which like they didn't do because that's not really what he what he was like. I understand kind of looking at it in retrospect and like things around rent, like maybe that conversation looks a little bit different today, but I think that like they did a really good job on like handling the narrative and also presenting this like exciting world of art where like this man just like knows what his path is, you know, like he knows within him his whole self that like, this is the only thing he's meant to be doing. Um, but the fact that he was still absolutely so lost in, in getting there and like straying from the path and then the ways he found his way back was just like incredibly portrayed. Um, also just showing like the good, the bad and the ugly, I thought mm-hmm. was done really well mm. with the narrative because it's like we, I mean, Ian and I obviously like love Jonathan Larson for everything that like for everything and for all these reasons, but it's not often you kind of get to see this like kind of honest portrayal of like your hero. And that's also like what he like how he was writing himself. And, and he was, there's like an honesty in his work that just like can't be denied. Um, and then just the way that Lynn manuel Miranda, like you can just feel the heart uh, of yes. uh, LMM <laughs> in this. Um, I know <laughs> a lot of people have like a lot of different opinions about him. I am like an absolute mm-hmm. Lynn manuel stan. I will fight till the death for him. <laughs> um, and I don't think anybody else could have done this. And um like the musical numbers were amazing just the way that everything like works and flows together is perfect my favorite scene was like obviously the the boho day song mm. oh yeah how incredible is that scene like there's just so much there's which, there's sorry, so which much scene is that which scene is that when he just starts At like his birthday party oh yeah yeah when he just like starts singing yeah. like a, impromptu yes okay yeah. um but yeah, like just so much movie magic happening on top of this like marvelous story. And then you're, you're just like extracting so much from it. Um, mm-hmm. 
and it's amazing. And the performances are great and, and things looked good. Like I've heard some stuff about like, you know, lighting and this, that, and the other thing. Like I had some quips, but for the most part, I thought everything looked pretty good. I wasn't the biggest fan of the, some of the CG stuff, but other than that, I was like, this is visually great. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's inspiring <laughs> first directorial yeah, series yeah. by Lynn for sure. Uh, Danny, what were your favorite? What, what scene do you want to talk about? Uh, let's louder than words gets me probably every time. I want to say something real quick. Boho days, which was funny. The guy that plays the douchebag the finance, bro. Uh, finance guy. <laughs> that's Ryan Vasquez. Uh, he was my Hamilton when I saw him on Broadway. Oh, uh, that's funny. He played Hamilton in the performance I saw. I was like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> which I thought was funny. Which oh, was so yeah. Random. That's awesome. Uh, Sunday, that whole segment. Yeah. Um, now, I don't obviously don't know all or I'm not well versed in theater to have caught everyone. But that whole segment Ooh. itself is um, brilliant. I love the way mm-hmm. the music flows through that scene. Um, Andrew, in and out of those scenes of that is just masterful. Mm. Like, I really enjoy that scene every time I watch it. Uh, he's unreal. Yeah, like the fan service there. Oh, my I mean, God. I, when I was watching with Tara, Tara literally was like, oh, my God, that's, you know, X. That's why, like, yeah. I don't, I couldn't name as many as she could. She, Tara's like a huge mm-hmm. musical person, yeah. like new, yeah. like the deeper cuts there. But like, there are just little things in there that, again, if Lin-Manuel hadn't done it or someone who wasn't so clearly passionate about the the stage show and mm-hmm. Jonathan Larson, like, just throwing in the original, some original Rent cast members is so cheesy. And like on paper, if I had read that, I'd be like, that's so dumb. But it's just done so well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how yeah, can you not Because like the scene itself it? is cheesy, but like right. it works. Right. He makes oh, the yeah. cheese work. And maybe that's some of the charm that Lin Manuel has. has. Like he had, can make goofy things work. And it really, uh, and it works. And listening to Lin talk, I've watched a couple interviews. And the, and the fact that he saw this when he was 21, which mm-hmm. gave him the push to be in theater. And it's crazy to think that like Jonathan Larson had a generation defining musical. And now Lynn, uh, I also mm-hmm. believe has a generation defining yes. uh, musical with Hamilton. And the two of them almost doesn't exist without Jonathan. And it's exactly. wild. And to push that one f- step backwards Stephen Sondheim inspired Jonathan Larson yeah. like it's just like this cyclical effect of mm-hmm. you know Insane. meeting your heroes or, or you know seeing these things at the right, right moment in your life oh, which is, is, it's is so crazy. friggin brilliant because I mean mm-hmm. for those of us who love musicals like we know it, it they like Jonathan Larson's character talks about it in the film. Like they're like, all we're producing are these mega musicals and like the golden age mm-hmm. of kind of musical theater was probably like 50s, 60s. Right. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it just kind of like blows up and and you have shit now with like Mean Girls and Legally Blonde, which actually kind of slaps, but <laughs> <laughs> which is great. And, but it's just like the, the artistic integrity, like, like any like medium artistic medium like mm-hmm. has right. but it's like the artistic integrity kind of gets lost in the mix of like it becoming this like money making machine and and this that and the other thing and I, and I love to think that it's like 
Sondheim, who is like one of the purest, like rest in peace, you know, but mm-hmm. like one of the purest artists in for like Broadway mm-hmm. and musicals influencing Jonathan Larson, who then kind of like brought that to like the MTV generation. And then now Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's kind of like brought this to like, you know, post woke um, society <laughs> doing his thing with Hamilton's yeah. and, and even in the Heights, it's just like, I love yeah. this like seed that kind of like flows through yeah. generations. Uh, it's great. Catcher as, as the non musical head, mm-hmm. um, what stuck out to you from the film? Well, just like, just sort of keeping on flow with what you guys are talking about. Bradley Whitford, right? That's his name. Mm, he plays yeah, yeah. Sondheim, right? That's his name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, this is how unmusical I am. But like <laughs> his performance in this movie, like Boom posted, oh, <laughs> he passed away. I was like, what? I was affected just how, having only known Sondheim for uh, whatever hour and 40 minutes, whatever the length the of thing, the movie is. The <laughs> thing is, Catcher, you do know Sondheim. You just don't know it. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. Like looking into it, I was like, oh, wow, there's stuff like obviously that I know. But I didn't like yeah. o- offhand. I would not have won a quiz show about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like his performance in terms of like the way he's introduced in that sort of um, the two of them are talking. They have the, uh, what are they? What? The preview, like their preview trials. Yeah. yeah. And so the one guy goes off like a dickhead, like oh, this man, sucked, yeah. this thing sucked. And then he's, and sometimes they're looking like a grumpy old fart and you're just expecting him to just shit on it. And he has this exact opposite reaction <laughs> and the way he uses his words and the way he, he talks to him in a way that an artist needs someone to talk to them about their work and want to hear them talk about it. And the way he gets validated by him and the way that he like continues that relationship with him. And it's just so beautiful. And it's just, he's portrayed like, like Santa Claus in the best, like in a weird, like, you know, like in just this wonderful way that I was just like, God, I love this man. Um, And, and I just thought that was so interesting that the film manages to portray the love of this man, the way that Jonathan had love for him. And that you as an mm-hmm. audience feel that same love. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. some of my favorite moments of the movie are moments when they're getting nerdy about, about theater. And there's like little mm-hmm. segments and stuff where I've just like, I felt like I was getting to watch like you guys as like younger, like getting to be mm-hmm. excited about this medium that you love so much. And I was like, oh, th- I know those people. Those are my friends. Like I getting to like be and live <laughs> with them in a way that I didn't get to necessarily. Uh, speaking of like the preview scenes, um, you know, for, for something that like I, I knew how Broadway musicals were produced and they capture it pretty well and very well in Tick, Tick, Boom. And most people don't know that like, these these uh these these writers and artists they spend years of their life writing mm. composing these plays and musicals and then they have these things called previews where people like come and look and decide like yeah we'll do this or we mm. won't and like i'm not saying that every artist art doesn't have this but can you imagine working on something for 5 years mm. and then just having it just be shit on and then doing mm-hmm. it again, just again, like, that's so insane. Yeah, like like for films, you're writing a script. Obviously, that takes time. I don't think most scripts take five years, uh, and that'll get rejected or not, or it'll just sit somewhere. Or like a piece, Danny or Catcher, you're working on something, and you might think this might not work out, but you're just gonna mm-hmm. finish it. It doesn't work out. At least you did it right. Mm. Like 
Mm-hmm. These people spend their whole lives doing these things. And if it just mm. doesn't get picked up, like that's it. Mm. Like no one hears it. Like they're not going to tape it. He could barely get a band. Uh, and it's just it's deeply inspiring that after that, someone right. doesn't like if someone keeps going, not, I mean, obviously more people than John Larson have done this, but no, yeah. in that sense, like I, I'm trying to think of like, if I had worked on something for five years and then it immediately fails, like, what is that one thing that I would do where I'd be like, I'm just going to do it again and like make it better. Ooh, yeah. Very few things. Maybe like if Isla doesn't work out in five years, we'll do it again. And have a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. She's perfect. We all know perfect 10-10 baby. Uh, but, but you know, yeah. But you know, yes. like it's it's crazy to see that. And yeah. it, when you think about it, it's just like this sort of existential like positivity, I guess, where yeah. it's like sometimes it is worth it. A lot of the times it's probably not going to be, but there is, you know, if you have it in you, you know, you, you have it in you. You should do mm. it. Mine was when I had my very first art hang up in a gallery here in Orlando. Mm. And of course, I'm nervous as I'll get out because I've never had my art shown in front of people before and or have it framed on a wall in front of a gallery. And uh, Casey and I went to opening night of it and we go and we go find it and we're standing in front of it and we're just kind of taking it in like it's, it feels like a big deal. It's, it's a compliment, accomplishment to put it out there. And uh, this guy walks up here with mm-hmm. his friends and he looks at it. And he looks at it and he knows. Already hate him. You know my art. I'm minimal and vector. And, <laughs> and he goes, oh, well, I could have done that in 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. no. What should I be? Should I be oh, doing this? Okay. Like, I'm like, oh, God. I would have been and like, Casey, then I do felt it. Like, grab my arm, like, hold it. <laughs> <laughs> Not because it was bad. Like, just squeeze it back, like, like with affection. Right. Like, I feel that, too, with you. It's just, it's like feeling right. like when he gets phone call from his, uh, when, when his, uh, assistant calls back or his agent calls back after the performance and she just she just lays it out for him and it's like it's not going to work out you have to pick up the pencil you have to start writing again you have to get back out there and do like the next mm-hmm. best thing and uh i just felt that scene i could see that scene on andrew's face i felt that feeling and i was mm. just it just got me really good like to watch mm. him and then watch him react to it freak out uh have the have the freak out with michael in his office and those are just pure like like that's what i'm saying like i'm just like watching myself on screen and it was unreal yeah and sometimes that's the that's what people need to hear right it's like this isn't it yeah you're close you know that's what get back to it instead of you know these damn millennials needing coddling all the time (laughs) right guys Damn the damn those kids. What what are what's everyone's favorite songs from from the show? Whether or not, mm. um, come to your senses for me. Uh, you know, Alexandra Sharp, Vanessa Hudgens, and that scene alone, like they're killing it. But the two of them on yeah. Come to Your Senses, uh, it just hits oh, so yeah. hard, and their powerhouse voices, they're unreal. The parallels there, where it's like it's the song that he's like just been trying to work on and it comes up to the last minute and it just like pours out of him which is super exciting but it's for his work like it's for this it's for superbia so i love that we have vanessa Mm -hmm. hudgens singing it but it's cut with well it starts with alexandra ship 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Singing it because it's coming from like he he obviously drew it from like his life and his experience and what he was feeling. Right. Um, So that Mm -hmm. was freaking awesome. Like just the way they they cut that scene together because you get that like you just get all the vibes, all the vibes. Mm -hmm. And in that song is is pure genius because it's like what you said, like it's his work life. It's his personal life combined to this one song. It's genius. Catcher, what was your favorite song? Uh, this is a terrible question to ask me because I don't even know the names. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the names of some of my favorite songs of all time. I don't know the lyrics to some of my favorite songs of all time. Um, but there is a fun, there's a, it's not my favorite one, but like there's a, that segment where he does a piece uh is it Vanessa Hudgens beside him? And they're doing it's very like wack it's like very like wacky and, uh, and they, yeah, therapy. Yeah, therapy. Yeah. I just love the the energy oh, in that. Yes. And like his perform well, they're both, but like when they go limp like Marionette, it's not mm-hmm. just like that. Just the the they manage to like just get so much great energy out of I don't know why I keep saying this. It's like obviously they're musicals, they have energy, but like for me, it's like I've never. This is not a genre. Not all of them. This do. is not a genre I connect with in that way. Like it's always yeah. pulls me out, and in this, they managed to pull me in. Like I don't know. It's on a whole. The whole thing just made me feel amazing. And um, mm-hmm. I guess the Sunday, the 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 diner. It's, it's called Sunday. yeah Sunday. That seems like like the most like showy. Of the yeah things, well, it's well that like, that was written as a tribute to Stephen Sondheim. It's so but I, it's awesome. Like it never feels yeah. cheesy. Like it fe- it it and it never feels bigger that or out of place in the movie, which is like crazy mm-hmm. because it is like a big send up y like showpiece and it like that shouldn't fit mm-hmm. in this story about a yeah. guy in a diner working at a diner, but it just does and it just blows my blows my brain. Mm. Mm. Uh, boom. Was there a song oh, that like, translated best for you on screen? Yeah, I mean, obviously everything. It's so hard to pick just one, but <laughs> I think just like for the sake of discussion, I'll say Johnny Can't Decide was mm, like really mm-hmm. great. And I think one that maybe flies a little bit under the the radar, but I think like the self-awareness in general of Jonathan Larson's work is like always something that is like really sat with me because it's like we kind of even in Rent like with all the characters like everybody's kind of battling this like internal situation or like this like existential crisis of their own and um it kind of just gets to the like the questions that we ask ourselves on a daily basis, like, why am I here? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. Am I doing enough? You know? And I think like this, you know, Johnny can't decide in, in the film is kind of this like inter introspective moment where he's so self-involved and worried about his art and worried about this, but this is where you see him to start, start to turn and like consider the outside world and how that's affecting him and how he can, like make the world a better place and and do good and and Mm. serve others while still like serving Mm -hmm. him his need to like create art um so i i i really love that song like it's just it's beautiful what is that the scene in the room what's this what's the song in the the scene where he's like giving pitching ideas for like the is there a dance is there a musical number in that sequence when he's giving pitching ideas 
No, but that scene oh, is awesome. At the ad agency, that is that, that is scene is good. the best though. That <laughs> feeling of like I can rock this. Oh yeah, knowing his skill, like how easy he's like. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, so good. That feeling of like <laughs> you know when your skills are useful. Like you put your skills <laughs> to to use, and you're like, I can crush this. Look at me, idiots. I love that. <laughs> Uh, any closing thoughts? What about yours, TikTok? Ian? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, me, I mean, I've talked about it like louder than words. I, mm. I just really, really love that song. That's one of my favorite musical numbers, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and just getting to see it out play like that, yeah. play it out like that, and, and getting to see, you know, like I've performed on stage a whole bunch of times. Like mm-hmm. I did musicals in high school and I, was in an acapella group in college and I was in bands after college and throughout. And like, there's like almost no better feeling than having fun on stage and seeing one of your friends also having fun mm. or like someone of your family mm-hmm. also having fun. Um, you know, it's hard to capture that feeling and it's just done so well. And obviously mm. the amount of pride that Larson's friends in real life must have been feeling when they got to see tick, tick boom performed. Mm. Like, I mean, I can't even imagine what that must have been like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's for me. Like, it's everything about it is just, it's just so good. And then the way it ends with the happy birthday tune. Oh, oh gosh. Dude. I mean, so good. Uh, Heartbreaking and just beautiful and, and so but good. But I think the tragedy in the movie, though, is like, in, in, a, in a weird way, never discussed. Like, it's something you know outside of the movie. Like, do they ever really, yeah. like, until the end? It's just in the epilogue. Yeah, so, no, like, as you I, watch I the, think that's what makes it so powerful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah, like, there is something weird about it. Like, there's, a, there's something dreading. There's a dreadful something, like a train coming, but you don't know what it is. Like, something bad is happening, mm. but it never feels overpowering throughout the movie. Because it's, like... Yeah. And again, like I think in the true nature of Jonathan Larson's work in general, it's more of like a celebration of his life. I know that's so basic, like we're celebrating no. a life, but it's it's more that because it's just like so much of his work has been defined by like him, the way, the nature in which he passed away and how soon he passed. So I mm. think like going into it, knowing that that was the outcome, but just taking two hours mm. of your time to just consider him as a human and what he went through and what he gave the world is like friggin' awesome. What's really funny mm. is I came into this thinking we were going to watch him, right? Uh, like I thought this was about rent. And mm. so when, when it all clicked that I'm watching him fail, uh, watching yeah. all this torment, uh, just to fail on this five year project was also wrecked me more. Cause I was like, Oh yeah. Rent is this super successful Pulitzer prize winning Tony winner winning play. And we get to watch this guy just sort of the top. But what we're actually watching is watching his yeah. first major failing, which is like unreal. We, Yeah, we never yeah. really position, like I guess he wasn't there to see his like massive success. But like when we look back and on like great artists' lives and we're doing films about them, like we never position their, the like before. It's always like the height and like the climax of their fame. So that was really cool. And then just, I don't know, I like that, rent wasn't like the central thing of of the film but if you love rent and you know it well there's so it's like a prologue basically and and there's Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. many parallels and just like 
to his life. To, yeah. to his life, it's insane, but it just like sparks so much joy watching mm-hmm. it. Um, and and heartache too, because you're like his friends yeah. were dying, and like, yeah, yeah, like Tara. When we Tara and I were watching, we were like, oh, that's Angel. Oh, that's Roger. Oh, that's so and so. Which I think is, but is, they're is all really cool. also kind of like all of them, which which I thought was really right. cool because I was like, okay, like Michael's character is like every like is like a joanne and angel Mm. and like they're all kind of each other like they just get meshed together even though they become these like definitive characters um but like it's it was it's it was just awesome it was so cool Mm. (laughs) uh before we wrap danny catcher are you two going to revisit rent or you think this is the Christopher Columbus version? No, or, no, we don't talk or about the Broadway that. taping or anything. No, uh, Ian, the night, uh, two nights ago, I guess, Casey and I, uh-huh. we rented uh, the final stage performance and it just oh. absolutely mm-hmm. blew me yes. away. Like, it's just a different vibe. Um, Renee <sighs> as you. Mimi, are you kidding me with with mm-hmm. that performance? And mm-hmm. even all of them. Mm-hmm. And like, like what you see, like, let's see Jonathan as Mark, like cut and dry, like it's clear as day. Yeah. Oh, that's like confirmed. Um, yeah, that's that's confirmed that that was like like him. I mean I've I've already what bums me about the movie is is the original cast <laughs> being a part of it. Like I just I wanted to love it more than I do. Yeah. And it's just and maybe I'll go back one mm-hmm. day and visit it now that I have this different kind of love for it. Foundation. Um, like I have a big and a much more appreciation for the stage play. I have a massive love for Jonathan Larson now. Like I just feel like Tick Tick Boom itself has already consumed my life uh, in a different way, and it's already mm. I already see like my path changing. Um, like I see this projection that's different. Like I have stuff on my plate now that I'm working on, but I feel like once I mm. get out of some sort of rut, I just feel like. A change coming and i think it's because of this movie Ooh, uh, yes. it just Love this. Uh, it just feels good uh, it feels great and and i just love this and i love it and i'm in a good spot yes. oh dude just danny yeah. thank you honestly make yeah. unbelievable god I'm just damn. happy I'm to, this we... is the most fun i've had in my whole like in weeks just watching danny yeah. get so hyped about this this is changing my life right now it's so good yeah. <laughs> i mean it was a shock yeah, I didn't expect this. Yeah. Ugh. This is how when I walked god. out of uh what's that? Oh my god. Dune? No, not Dune. <laughs> no, um Little Women. This this oh. is literally this is literally what I ran into a mutual friend of mine in Booms and I was like I can't even talk to you right now. Like I oh, that's yeah. how emotional I was. I was like my life was totally different after a while and I feel like in a similar way. This is like what Danny has now experienced. Honestly, I love this. Jonathan Larson, not to sound cheesy as fuck, but is a magical artist mm-hmm, that yeah. changes people's mm-hmm. lives. So yes. welcome to the club, boys. To the club. <laughs> <laughs> is it a cult? Maybe, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, <Yes>. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, man. <sighs> what a talk. Uh, let's see. On the Synonos front, we got Magnolia. I'm aiming to have this out for, before we released Magnolia, mm, so it'll be a nice surprise. Magnolia coming out. If not, then whatever catcher picks next. Mm. Uh, uh, if so, oh, Danny, oh. what do you guys? Oh, it's 
it's Lord of the Rings, right? Lord of the Rings month over at 70 millimeter. Mm, yeah, this week. So we're starting with Fellowship of the Ring. We're also releasing uh, Matrix Revelations, the final Matrix. Oof. Yes. Uh, but yeah, this month we're going through the Middle mm. Earth. Speaking Oof. of existential crisis, crises, I have like restarted my Matrix journey. Mm, I saw that review. Oh, I watched the first one and it's probably the first time in like 15 years I've seen it. And I was like, I love this movie so much, but it like sends me spiraling into a dark place. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. The other two will send you to a dark place for wondering why they were made. Oh my God. I'm Uh, halfway through Reloaded right now. And I actually like, I just watched the, the like 20 minute fight scene with all the agents and I, I'm kind of leaning on the like love it side, but we'll see. (laughs) I'm saving like the 70 millimeter episodes until I like finish watching them. So I'm excited to hear what famous artist Danny Halls has to say about it. <laughs> famous artist. Uh, and I think this is going to be on, yeah, this is going to be on our feed. So make sure you go check out the 70 millimeter uh, discord VHS village, 70 mmpod.com. You can talk to us all day about Tick, Tick, Boom and Jonathan Larson. Oh yeah. For four bucks a month. I mean, that's a no brainer. Come on people. No brainer. Uh, any anything else, Catcher? You look like you had something no. else. No, no, I was just excited I mean, about the village. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's cute. Uh, Danny, thank you for getting this together. It was much needed. Yeah, thank you. I needed my crew. I needed you guys mm, here for you. And not that I didn't think uh, Slim and Proto would have been a safe mm. place to talk. They're another safe haven for me. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't think they'd watch it, so I needed you guys. You needed an hour of positivity. Yeah. No, no little, no little quips or jokes from the peanut gallery. We needed a pure. No discussion. twelve level trolling. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure I'd survive that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, thanks everyone for listening. This was fun. Yeah. Um, Danny, well, I'm sure I'll talk to you in like ten minutes. <laughs> Boom, catcher. We're gonna keep talking because we're, oh, yeah. we're gonna tape an episode right That's now. Right. right now, on awesome. and popping. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.